Our first questions aren't cool, what color and when do you need them by? Our first questions are, what is this for? What's the event? Who's going to be there? Why are we doing this? Right? It's asking those questions and, and being genuinely caring about the, not only the event, but the results of the event. So that's what we lead with that purpose. It's, it's to understand why are they buying these things, right? To understand, is it to get more alumni donations? Is it to get more students to come to the school? What, what are we doing this for? And then we'll reverse from there. We'll reverse engineer and come to you with the right solution, with the right product to make sure it makes sense. But... Um, when talking about alumni specifically, I think it's those exclusive custom collector pieces, right? They might be giving millions of dollars to this school. Like, you're not just, you are not just can't just give them something that they can go buy. you got to give them something that's going to make an impact, that, that makes them feel like, oh, wow, this is actually really cool. It doesn't got to be the most expensive thing. So, G, now that we've talked about that, we're, we really are doing a sales leadership roundtable because we're going around the table here, if you've noticed. <laughs> I might change it and go different direction just to throw them. you guys off. <laughs> but, G, it's how like, do we do that? Yeah. How do we do that? I mean, you're really, like I said, I mean, you, you know, we've got layers of the way that our brand advisors work. We've got strategic. We've got a mid-tier that is really trying to develop campuses in and get depth of partnership and really introduce our suite of services so we're not... And your team is really working with folks to kind of get a multitude of things in their in their mind, right, as to what we can do. So how what feedback are you getting about some of the projects that have worked really well where we've helped to get those young donors, those young alumni engaged and overcome what Chris just laid out is a really interesting um, and and sincere Objection. I mean, they just graduated. They just spent a bunch of money. And, man, they're like got three roommates in the city. We all did the three roommate thing <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. city after you graduate, right? And you're like, and then you get a phone call like, hey, you just graduated. It's like, can you give a few bucks? And they're like, well, as soon as I get off of hold with the debt collector for going to this school. So how do you keep them engaged and excited so that you can overcome that and keep them a captive audience in, and involved in the brand for an extended period of time. Well, it's really two things. I mean, the, the first thing that I would say is that for us on, on our front, it all starts with a discovery call, right? Because every campus is different. Every uh, brand and culture is different within each campus. And so for us, jumping on those discovery calls and learning about that individual culture so that we can cater our proposals and our solutions specific to them is that first piece. But as far as the way that an alumni team should be thinking about it is that first step is commencement. How are you acknowledging them and how are you congratulating them for that special moment? One of my favorite traditions has always been the, uh, the tradition uh, of a champagne flute, right? That's one, that's one project that I've seen across uh, a couple of different campuses. And it's just a way to create a special moment for commencement so that they continue to think about you during that time and make that a special moment. It makes it a lot easier then to follow up in those summer months mm -hmm. um, and keep them retained from then to homecoming. Probably be a good time to make that phone call when they've got that champagne flute in their hand too. That'd be a good time to make it where they're taking a sip and they see the logo and they're like, ah, that was great to go there. By right. the way, homecoming is coming up. Right yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you know, another one that I think ties into this really well is how you're engaging with young alumni for your annual giving day and what buzz. What is annual giving day? So annual giving day, that is a day typically in the spring that is development and advancements like Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're there to drive a 24 hour cycle. I mean, if you picture back in the day, you'd have, you know, your, your it's like a telethon. Tel telethon. Yeah. 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 It's basically that, but not that. 
Um, so what are you doing to drive engagement for that day? Because that's one of the marquee days of the year f- to drive revenue for the school, to drive the advancement of the institution. Um, and, and there's ways that you can tap into that on the marketing side. I'll leave that up to the institutions for how you want to engage with people. But what's that tie-in? What's incentivizing them to give? And that's where we can step in and really present some great ideas. Um, custom socks is something that a number of our schools have adopted over the last five years in particular. That is a relatively low-cost item. It's something that's practical. People wear a long time. Yeah. Young alumni love to wear them on the job at their first job post-graduation. You get the perfect social snapshot. You get the call to engagement through there where you can get your, your uh, sock shot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of fun ways you can take that relatively simple item, elevate it into a story piece, and make it engaging for young alumni. Would it be strange, Adam, if I did a John Morris giving day where people could just send me <laughs> Pro V1s? <laughs> if you just send me Titleist Pro V1s, it'll be great. You would really be helping out my golf, and you'd feel good about giving me golf balls. That seems like it would work, no? I feel like it wouldn't be weird because it would work for you. Like, it would I work feel like for people me. people would send you <laughs> golf balls. Humanity's good. It would be good. I love humanity. LinkedIn Live, thank you. Uh, if you want to just send them here to the headquarters, and then maybe I'll do like a selfie of me hitting one in the woods. Okay. <laughs> so let's move on to, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to change the circle. Oh, We talk oh. about in sales, we disrupt patterns, right? True. Yeah. A pattern disruptor. Ringing the bell on that. Gee, coming back at you. We just swung it around. Here we go. So it's real easy to think like any business would do. Like you have more, so much pride in what it is that you do and it's how you support your family. So you think to yourself like, well, I'm really, really important. And, you know, you got to kind of have that feeling in order to be successful in something. You really have to believe that you're having an impact on people and you're having an impact on the greater good. And that's the way you motivate yourself to push for others, right? And to be successful. But I want you to break down your own words. How is it that we are helping a student to have success at a university through promotions? Like, wouldn't their success just be going to the library more often and studying more often and and, you know, maybe turning in at nine o'clock instead of going for that extra, you know, plate of hot wings and root beer with Adam at the local airport. Yeah. Wouldn't it make sense? But how do we really impact that, G? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, um, Adam touched on it a little bit with the life of a student, but somewhere in that middle, right, that second level um, in the student experience is um, promoting the resources that they have on campus. Right. That's the function of some of these departments on campus and resources are great. But if the students don't know about them, then they won't be able to utilize them. So giving away items that promote those resources, whether it be uh, websites, events, um, wellness habits, promotional products that allow them to have wellness. Right. Um, Those are the things that I think allow students to to find a lot of success. Yeah, I like where G's going with the wellness tie in. Um, I've, I've heard it a number of times from student affairs groups where the idea of student success, what does that mean on your campus? And it changes from campus to campus. It changes from leadership to leadership. And I think gone are the days of student success just being defined as how many people graduate, what's their GPA, did they get employment? Um, there's a lot of focus right now on campus to tie into to wellness, uh, both on the mental health aspect and... So truly trying to have an impact on the human. Yes, yes. Are students feeling fulfilled while they're on campus? Mm -hmm. That is the issue at hand that a lot of student activities groups are trying to overcome and trying to navigate and do it in ways that they can tie in the solutions we're bringing to the table into that equation. 
So what are those items that tie into those messages that we can help you bring to the, to the marketplace in a lot of different ways? Well, it just goes back to the same thing. You know, every business is a people business. So if you put your time and attention on how you are impacting the human experience, um, there's a much stronger likelihood that you'll get a better end result in that experience, whether it's revenue generation or maximizing profitability or better testimonials or better referrals. All of those things are going to ultimately drive um, admissions because, as we just talked about, the young alumni, alumni still is close enough, probably through siblings, to recommend that that sibling goes to that university, right? Yep. So that's really important. So that human experience that they have and the parents feeling like their child had a great human experience is going to then create a walking billboard for that next generation of admissions. So it's that circle. You talk about it. And I just recognize another thing, Chris. Yeah. No matter what direction I go in my questions, you're always next. <laughs> Adam, what say you? Um, a lot, actually, to what you just said, right? So um, Chris talked about being fulfilled, and I think your, your um, original question was, how do we impact their success? Well, I was going to answer with, we're impacting their experience that they're having on that campus, right? With a lot of the departments and the people that we're talking with, their problem or their initiative that they're looking to solve is how do we get students involved or um, to participate in either certain events or come to certain um, games, go to certain rec sports, go to certain uh, different things that happen throughout the year, right? And that's a lot of our job is to work with them to say, hey, these are some popular items. These are some different ways that we run these programs to get the students to show up. Um, but building that that experience that they're having through those four years, I think is the best way to do it. You got to create the attention in order for them to to have awareness and then to actually have a call to action and to enjoy that. You can't create an inspiring brand experience unless people are aware of it and go to it. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So that's what you're driving. Uh, okay. So gee, I, you know, alumni, I get the calls. I get the calls. I'm sure you guys get the calls. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, I fully, I appreciated my brand experience. I fully appreciate that. I should probably donate some money, but you know, we talk about in sales with them. What's in it for me, right? What's the with them? What is the with them? And how do you support those folks that are reaching out to donors so that the donor feels a with them other than I'm cutting a check for $50 to donate or $5,000 to donate or some people are really affluent in a really good situation and maybe it's in the millions that they donate, right? But how is it that you impact those those uh, decision makers that ultimately are trying to impact the donors to create with them for them to feel really excited to donate, to be a donor and to feel that brand experience. How are you doing that? How are you supporting them? Yeah, I think it goes back to what I touched on earlier, which was creating a feeling, creating a sense of pride and uh, being able to be proud to represent the university that they went to and um, be able to talk about those things in their community. Um, I, I just got off a call earlier today where I, I shared a story about a, a project that, that Chris Jaker worked on back in the day. And uh, the, the reaction of the individual that we were meeting with was phenomenal. And it was a project where we, we took um, a, a historical building on a campus, created a, a custom design for it, and put it onto a 432-piece puzzle, right? And, and talked about how the, the alumni that were receiving 
these puzzles. We're so excited about it, right? And she said, wow, you hit it on the nail there. That's exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for something that is going to get them involved in actually interacting with the brand, not just um, something that they're going to receive and throw away, right? So whether that be apparel that they can wear and go into the workforce with, or if it's a custom piece puzzle, a custom Lego uh, set of that building, whatever it may be, something that's interactive, something that they can be proud about and something that's not just going to get. It's actually quite brilliant, G, because if you were, if I was the donor and I get a 432 piece uh, puzzle, that brand impression is lasting about a year and a half on my dining room table. Cause we would like, look at it, put one piece down, you know, the box is sitting there. So you know what it's supposed to look like. Right. So that's a brand impression. And then it's like, we're headed off to the next travel game or we got to get to where we're going or whatever. And it's like one piece. Let's see. There, there we go. Now I got to go. Right. So you're getting impression after impression after impression on that. That's a pretty cool idea. What say you G or uh, uh, Jager, excuse me. It's all right. Uh, with the puzzles too, just to tag onto it, it was an idea brought to us. They were looking for ways to engage the family at home. Yeah. So not just the donor themselves, but the people that are most important to the donor. So we came up with this concept of doing a puzzle because it was an activity that you could do at the heart of the home. You could do it at the kitchen table and it could be something that's engaging for all members of that family. And that's what really hit the nail on the head uh, for that alumni team in particular. Um, So much so that it actually another university wanted to adopt the idea because it was such a success. Um, So that's always how we're going to think through projects. We're going to think through How can you reach your audience in a different way? How can you create the experience that G is talking about? That's how you win in development. That's how you win in alumni relations. You want to create things that they can't get somewhere else. You want to create a feeling that taps into the nostalgia that they have tied in to that personal brand. I know for myself, I'm an Iowa alum. Anytime a Tiger Hawk comes around, I want it. Yeah. And it's because I've got that pride associated, though, with my time spent at that university, all those long nights, all those things that went into achieving a degree there. So can you tap into those through the products? Because mm-hmm. that's how you win in alumni relations. And we talk about purpose over product, but I don't want to lose um, I, I, I don't want to lose this this point to make sure that we get this clear. We're, we, we focus on premium products. So when we say purpose over product doesn't mean that we're neglecting product, right? We find product to be extremely important. We do a lot of research. We break things. We scratch things. We rip things. We check things. We go through the supplier process to make sure that it's meeting all the guidelines, the standards, the the uh, the labor laws, and and sustainability, and all those different variables that are extremely important to us as a brand. But we also know that it's important to the brands that we support. So when we talk about purpose over product, this is what Chris is talking about. How do you use a premium product to be more than just a shirt, more than just a puzzle, more than just a tumbler? That product is utilized to support a message, a movement, um, a contribution and it's dated and it's timed and it's associated to that event, which creates that memory, which taps into that memory. And it creates a subliminal kind of a, a feeling that, you know, ah, man, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy when I think about that, yep. which then causes action. Yep. Right. People want to take action when they have that feeling. So one of my favorite stories that goes just on this point, John, is a, uh, a prominent University in the Chicago area reached out and they wanted to source a tote bag for a giveaway for an alumni. And the tote bag 
at the end of the day, it's it's a one color print on one side, a one color print on the other side. Sure, we'll put the alumni mark on one side, but the back side, we want to tap into the things that are unique to the campus, those things that are unique to, sh- to Chicago. Like yeah. landmark areas, exactly. right? Those things that students recognize. Every quad's different. Every stadium is yep. different. The building, the architecture, all those different things, the way the landscaping is done. Those are all things that create environmental surroundings that become solidified in the memory of a student. So you tapped into that. We tapped into that and we worked with their marketing team. Their marketing team took the vision. They put together a beautiful kind of map of the city with hotspots that were relevant to the students of their experience on campus. And then it became this bag that was this almost fear of missing out item that alumni had to have because they can't get it in retail. They can't get it here, but it was such a cool piece because it was unique and at the end of the day, that's how we want to try to elevate what we're doing. Love it. Adam, what say you? I think that that's a perfect example of purpose over product, right? Like John said, it's not that we don't source these products. We do. It's just that not, that's not what we lead with. Mm-hmm. I mean, what that sounds like, I think when a, when a client calls in, right, they say, Giancarlo, I need a thousand t-shirts. Our first questions aren't cool. What color and when do you need them by? Our first questions are, what is this for? Mm-hmm. What's the event? Who's going to be there? Is a t-shirt even the right exactly. move? Why are we doing this? Right. It's asking those questions and, and being genuinely um, generally caring about the, not only the event, but the results of the event. The outcome, yeah. Right? So that's what we lead with that purpose. It's, it's to understand why are they buying these things, right? To understand is it to get more alumni donations? Is it to get more students to come to the school? What, what are we doing this for? And then we'll reverse from there. We'll reverse engineer and come to you with the right solution, with that right product to make sure it makes sense. But um, when, when talking about alumni specifically, I think uh, you guys hit it right in the head, right? It's those exclusive custom collector pieces, right? Where you got some people, like John said, where they might be giving millions of dollars to this school. Like, you're not just, you, you can't just give them something that they can go buy, right? You got to give them something that's going to make an impact, that, that makes them feel like, oh, wow, this is actually really cool. It doesn't got to be the most expensive thing. But something kind of that creates a, a level of uh, exclusivity. 100%. Exactly, yeah. And right. that's where creativity will always win in this in this market mm-hmm. in particular, because those people that are giving that amount of money, they can go buy whatever they want to buy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But if you create something that doesn't exist, then you're winning. Yeah. That's what it's all about. You know what else is winning? We're going to do a quick hot iron because LinkedIn Live, it would not be in the club powered by Club Colors without a hot iron with JMO. So we're going to do a quick hot iron. We're going to condense this version. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. I hope that you've learned a little bit about who we are and what we do. We've got three passionate gentlemen here that lead our team of brand advisors uh, on the on the college side of the house and are interacting with some of the best and brightest in the industry. So we are very thankful for that. We're very grateful that you tuned in. And uh, if you are looking for, let's say you know somebody, or perhaps you are a decision maker and you're not working with Club Colors at this point, hopefully we've influenced you a little bit, at least to check us out maybe, right? Yeah? Hopefully. Maybe give us a discovery call. It's like a discovery call. I love it. All right. Speaking of discovery call, G, you are getting the first question of the hot round with JMO. Are (laughs) you ready? I'm ready. That's delightful. I'm very proud of you. Here we go. Best memory from college. Um, One that can be said on air on LinkedIn Live. uh, (laughs) Best memory from college. Um, Hmm. I would have to say my experience with uh, my advisors. Um, I, I think in general, the, the advisors that I had were, you know, very thoughtful and always had a great experience with them. And it wasn't just about school all the time, but just life in general. And 
Um, I, I walked into one in particular, won't drop names, but one in particular that gave me great advice, not, not just about school, but outside of school as well. I became very good friends with the dean of students. All right. We'll talk. That's a whole nother episode. Chris Jager, who is the most influential leader that you've had a chance to interact with on the college side of the house, the college branding side of the house? Who's the most influential leader? I'm talking about outside the four walls of this building. Right. We're talking about clients. Yeah. Or just big time names in the in the field. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I've had the pleasure of doing this for seven and a half years and met some pretty incredible folks that are in true leadership positions across higher ed. Um, when it comes to specifics, I always look at the the office of the president because at the end of the day, that is going to be who runs that campus. And getting to meet with some incredible presidents over the seven and a half years here um, and hearing their vision for the university, some uh, I can think of that want to take what was just traditionally a campus into a global network of campuses and just the vision that goes into it. It's pretty incredible stuff. That is very incredible. I, uh, I would like to meet a president someday myself. That is correct. Okay. If you could get back to college, Adam, if you could go yes, back yes. to college, yes. Answers yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go back to college, what would you do different or would you do anything different? Yeah, I think, um, especially if I knew what I'd be doing, what I do today, I would love to have um, a job or a role as a student within um, the college, right? Whether that's student government, whether that's somewhere, just working at the campus to kind of learn that business um, before I got to this job out of college. I think just knowing that that background of, of the college as a business is important. You get involved. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. That is the hot hour with JMO. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining. That was absolutely amazing. The crowd goes wild. I forgot my buttons there for a second. <laughs> I forgot my buttons. That's silly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on LinkedIn Live. Waved everyone. Say goodbye. This is the Club Colors team. It's the one and only Club Colors dream team. You got to check us out at www.clubcolors.com. And gentlemen, I want to remind you, you've been in the club. Thanks, John. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for joining us in the club and joining us on LinkedIn Live. We very much appreciate the time that you put in. I hope that maybe we gave you a little energy here at lunchtime today and you will reach out to us for any of your promotional products, branded apparel or marketing solutions. I mean, we are your all-in-one solution. Concept, the door stuff, anything in between. Check us out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Bye. Or I should say cheers. Don't I say cheers? I say cheers. 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 In the Club is powered by Club Colors. Club Colors is the premium marketing solution for all branded apparel and promotional products utilized to drive your brand awareness and brand success. From concept to doorstep, Club Colors can source over 9 million different product solutions, decorate your logo, create custom kitting solutions, manage all logistics, and build, manage, and curate your company online store. The full, comprehensive, all-in-one solution for your brand. Our brand promise is right solution, right place, right time. Allow Club Colors to create an inspiring brand experience for you and your team. Check us out at www.clubcolors.com.